0: to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to resume back to where we left off and we just want to thank God for blessing us here at the Promise of Our Father podcast and we thank God for our our, our anointed spiritual leaders out there at Spiritual Cuts Ministry, how we are growing by leaps and bounds, how we're getting positive feedback from the words of eternal life that we've been teaching and I pray that you continue to follow these this episodes and these, this podcast because this is, this is something that God is revealing to his people in the earthly realm. He said in his word in Habakkuk, chapter 1, verse 5, and you often hear me say this. He says that, huh, I'm going to work a work in your day, and even if it was told you, you would not believe it. He said, I'm going to work a work in your day even if it was told you, even if it was declared to you, you would not believe it Well God is working in the ministry Here at Spiritual Cuts And he is showing us uh, The work that he was talking about Way in Habakkuk And then he went on and says In Habakkuk chapter 2 Write the vision and make it plain And he that read it Or she that read it They that pass it And read it huh, Shall walk by it. something Would they read Because the matter of fact The manifestation of the vision Is his glory The manifestation of his vision is his faith. Because the just shall live by the vision of the faith of God that they have in the body. Because faith is the body of Christ. The substance that we hope for, we never seen. So the vision is the knowledge of the glory of the Spirit of God that is manifested in the earth as the water covers the sea. So the vision of God, head glory, is that he's teaching us that I'm declaring to you. The words of eternal life uh, that the Father has given me. So my brothers and sisters, these, this, this uh, I pray that you continue to pray for us here at the ministry and all our spiritual cuts leaders throughout the United States and the world, throughout cities and countries. We're, we're, we're just growing by leaps and bounds. And we ask that you stay tuned because we're going to manifest the glory of God through his teaching, through his son Christ. Because we're all taught, watch out now, through Christ, see, we're all taught by by God but Christ is our teaching huh so if we're taught and learned by God even Christ had to be taught and learned because in John 12 you know what I'm talking about John 12 verses 48 and 50 he says my father huh, has commanded me to teach my father has commanded me to speak my father has commanded me to say eternal life the words of eternal life he was commanded to teach the words of eternal life so here at spiritual cuts ministry and the promise of our father podcast this is the type of teaching you're going to get so we pray that you share these podcasts and these episodes with all your friends who are interested in growing in the spirit of him and the promise of our Father. Amen. Without our Father do, we're going to pick up and continue where we left off. We left off in Series 2, Episode 12. Series 2, Episode 12. So we're going to begin today in Act 2, Series 2, Episode 13. And it's going to tie into what we left off in Episode 12 from either Series 2. So my brothers and sisters, you know, <coughs> I'm going to start in the book of John. And I'm going to do just a little few things that I normally don't do or rehash or the thing I normally do, but I'm going to do it prior to rehashing. I'm going to get into a few scriptures just just to bring to your enlightenment what the Word of God is speaking to his church, what he's speaking to the church today. So, my brothers, if you don't mind, I'm going to go back to John chapter 20 and I'm going to read these verses because I glory as the Lord God has sent me. I send you. So in John chapter 20, verse 19, and it reads Then, the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where well, the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, Christ came and stood in the midst, and he said to them, Peace be with you. And he said to them, Immortality to you. Huh? When Christ had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet and his side. And then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Christ said to them again, now that you are glad. <laughs> he said, immortality to you, peace be with you. And as the Father has sent me in this immortal body, I also send you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when Christ has said this, he breathed from out of the immortal or the immortality body that God sent them in, he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. And as I said before, this Holy Spirit that he said received the Holy Spirit was not the Holy Spirit as Jesus being conceived in Mary. It was the Holy Spirit of God. Because God is the father of the sons of the Holy Spirit in Christ. But this Holy Spirit, I shall send the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit in Acts 1.8. He said, You shall receive. Say, he said, He said, Stay tuned, huh? And wait and parry in Jerusalem. Huh? And you shall receive. The power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So, this, this ties into Luke 24 19. I shall send the promise of my Father upon you, and you shall be endowed with power from on high. As the Father has sent me in power and in, in mortal, as an immortal being, as an immortal living spirit, he said, I also. Hey, my brothers and sisters, send you. So now when he breathed on them, he breathed in the portion of the fullness of the Godhead that completes you. So when he came and he breathed on them, the completion of the glory of God was in manifestation. So my brothers and sisters, uh, so I just want to rehash a little bit from where we left off in episode 12. Now that we're doing episode 13, instead of saying, as the father has sent me, I also send you. I'm going to name this one. Uh oh, Watch out. Huh? The ceremony. Huh? The ceremony in the new tomb part two, the ceremony. In the new tomb, part two. So I'm going to back up a little bit and pump my brakes. And, and I'm going to back up and I'm going to rehash. But prior to doing that, I want to give you a few scriptures that God wanted me to share with the people of God. And then we're going to go to Hebrews 2.9. See, because this is important that we use scriptures. Because God gave the scriptures as an inspiration. Is the word of God. is an inspiration of God. Huh? So God is trying to get us to be inspired by the words of eternal life, which is the words of inspirations of God. So now, my brothers, in Hebrews 2.9, this is so powerful to me, my brothers. So that's why I wanted to share that. And sometimes I can be running my big old mouth and just rolling along, and I never take a little time. So I want to take a little time with Hebrews 2.9 and a couple of other verses in Hebrews two. In chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, uh, and also in chapter 2, verse 9, amen? In verse 9 in Hebrews chapter 2 says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, huh, might, might taste death for everyone. This has to be so important because although we all have to die and when you use it out of in and you use it in a mist and and out of appropriate inappropriately when you speak in from what you have been taught. See, we all don't have to die, but we all have to die because why? He did something for us that he tased death for all us, for everyone. So the reason we don't have to physically die is because he tased death and he went through the death, the barrier and the resurrection himself for us. It was appointed for man once to die. It was appointed for Christ once to die, and then the judgment. So Jesus had to judge whether he wanted to spend eternity in the body of Christ, or he wanted to spend eternity or eternal damnation in the body of Jesus as Mary's son. So he made a decision in the judgment. When God says, "But God raised them from the dead," so he know that God had the power to lay His life down in. God had the power to raise it back up again. So he chose Christ through God, my glory, to get back up in the newness of life. According to Romans chapter 6, uh, verse 4, in the newness of life, after the death, burial, and the resurrection. So therefore, something took place. So he said, but Jesus, who he made a little Lord and suffered uh, death was crowned with glory. Have you been crowned, crowned with glory? Have you been crowned with honor? Have you been crowned with mercy? Have you been crowned with the grace of God that he might taste death for everyone? So as we drop down, inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, remember you cannot inherit the kingdom of God through flesh and blood. But he, he he did what? He was a partaker of flesh and blood. That he himself likewise shared in the same. That through death. He might destroy him. Who had the power of death. That is the devil. So Christ. Took the body of Jesus. And let the body of Jesus. Go through death. So that the body of Jesus. As the Lamb of God. destroyed. The power of death Who was the devil Because the devil and the thief and the enemy Come to steal, kill, and destroy But Christ comes to give us This eternal life And to give it to us more abundantly So let's go back to Hebrews 2 Chapter 2 verse 15 After we see that He shared with flesh and blood In himself Likewise Huh? That through death, that he might destroy. So the body of Jesus was to destroy death, but the body of Christ was to bring alive what was dead because he was the life-giving spirit. He called forth to add Lazarus, a life-giving spirit. It wasn't Jesus who called forth Lazarus, it was Christ in the body of Jesus, had glory that called forth death. Hey, it was a life-giving spirit. Because Lazarus come forth. So, my brothers and sisters, this is heavy. So, I want to go back because I want to read this in his entirety. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. in as much in as in as much then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood. He himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him, who had the power of death, that is the devil. And, gee, watch out, you got to watch out for that and, that conjunction, and release those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Look what the Bible, look what the scriptures, look what the word of God teaches us. That we've been in bondage through the fear of death. He come to release us From the fear of death And the more people talk about Tomorrow is not promised and we all Have to die and we are not go- And we are not going to be here forever It brings them into a relationship Equally yoked With death and it takes them from Out of fear of dying But God said I use My son blood I use my son water Who is Jesus who came by water And blood I use my Body as the lamb with the water and the blood where the life is, I use that body to actually take you know, take my sons and my daughters and release them through the fear, from the fear of the death, from fear of death that they were in all their lifetime, who was subject to bondage. And 2023, they are still in fear, I agree, of death that they've been in bondage all their lifetime. Hey, glory, come on. You got to get with this here. But in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, say that God didn't give us this fear to be in bondage of death because I release you through the blood and the water that Christ took, and was in the tomb that he transformed, that he performed a miracle. I go and change into his own spirit and his own blood and his own body and his own flesh. He said, after i made the transition through the blood and the water of Jesus, you should be released. I didn't give you the spirit of fear. Huh? And the churches are teaching the people are being bondage of the fear of the Spirit of God, the fear of death that they're in all their lifetimes because they're in relationship with death. And they socialize and they associate themselves with death through the denominational teaching of the doctrines and the commandments of men that they're being taught my brothers, this stuff is so heavy to me. I got to get out of that because I got so many, so 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 far to go. For God has not given us a spirit, the spirit of fear, but of power. Huh? Huh? I will send the power, I will send the promise of my father upon you so that you be endowed with power. He gave us power in love. He so loved the world, he gave his son, the begotten. Hey, glory, huh? And a sound mind. He said, let this mind that be in you who have a sound mind in my son Christ Jesus, who thought it not a robbery to be equal with God, who was in the form of God as God. And said, I don't mind being equal with my daddy because God created me in the image huh, of his own image. Out of the Holy Spirit, from the earth and from out of the celestial law, he created me as Christ. Christ in the body of the Holy Spirit from the earth and he poured and breathed on us and made us in his own image, out of his image, out of his spirit, from out of a body that was made without it, that released those who through the fear of death, that they will in bondage all their lifetime. That's why God said, I didn't give you the spirit of fear. Why has he not given it to us? Because he has already given the spirit of his image. And he already has given us the spirit of his likeness that he created on the sixth day as a male and a female. And he rested on the seventh day. Huh? And this, and death is afraid of God. Huh? Watch yourself. Death is afraid of God, image and likeness. But we haven't figured out that portion of God yet. That portion of what God has brought fear into. See, death is more afraid of you than you are of death. Death has the knowledge of good and evil. But we have the knowledge of good and evil and of God. And we have the knowledge of good and evil and of God and Christ. But death. Ha-ha. Been denied the knowledge of God in Christ because he got kicked out with a third of his angels, and he's using those angels that he got kicked out on a third on, on uh, as a third of his angels that he's using them against you. Because he don't want you to have what God gave him also as a gift. So my brothers and sisters, I'm just doing the rehash. So now I ain't even got to where I'm supposed to be rehashing that because the tradition and the doctrines of men, why we don't have and we haven't figured out why we are in the image and the likeness of God because we got to understand that the traditions and the doctrines of the commandments of men and the, God, and the gods of this age or the gods of this desperation of time and over 2,000 plus years has blinded the minds of God's people who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God he created on the sixth day in his own image and his own likeness uh, and he breathed on them, the body of the body that was made without hands in the body of the Holy Spirit in Christ and he said glory, I done done what I'm going to do and I gave you what you need, I'm going to rest on the seventh day because on the sixth day he made these bodies and should shine on, see the glory of the gospel and the glory of Christ and the glory of the blood of God the glory of the blood of Christ the glory of the blood of the water that was transformed and transfigured and was miraculous changed into water, into wine, was miraculous changed through the body and the blood and the spirit of Christ into the blood of Christ as one blood. He said in the image of God, if that blood shine on them through the glory of God, Christ, and if the gospel of Christ is here." My brothers and sisters, it is hid from God's people, or it is veiled from God's people who are dying. It is veiled or hid from God's people who are perishing, from those who are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. Glory, because of the lack of knowledge. The veil and the, 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 veil and the gospel been hid or veiled from God's people because they been who are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge of God in Christ. And these are they who attend whosoever move Baptist church. These are they. Who attend whosoever move Captain Church and these are they who attend huh, these, uh, whoever whosoever move Church of Christ these are they who attend Jehovah Witness Church uh, Jehovah Witness Church these are they who attend uh, the Presbyterian Church and these are they who has allowed huh, for their understanding to be darkened being alienated from the life of God and glory because of the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts my brothers and sisters you find that in ephesians 18 19 but i want you to know Huh? In Ephesians twenty says, "You so, but you so, you have not so learned Christ uh, according to the truth of Jesus, uh, because the truth is in Jesus. So something is not received in our hearts because of the ignorance and the gods of this world and the lack of the knowledge of God's glory through His Son Christ. So, my brothers and sisters, we got so far, but uh, less time to get there. But we're going to teach it and preach it here at the uh, at the at the, at the Promise of Our Father podcast and through the spiritual cuts ministry. For I say to you, <laughs> huh, that unless your righteousness, in Matthew 5, look what the scripture says, in Matthew five twenty, 20, it says, huh? for I say unto you, unless your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Sadducees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of God. Let me say that again. For I say to you, unless your eternal life, and, and the words of eternal life, exceeds the words of, of your pastor, preacher, bishop Pastors, preachers, bishop, And uh, apostles And, huh? and the, uh, evangelists if you're, Unless your words The Sadducees, the scribes Or the Pharisees Unless your righteousness Unless the words of eternal life Exceeds If you continue to teach And you continue to talk And you continue to manifest Tomorrow is not promised And you will have to, Or we all have to die And we are not going to be here forever If you continue to teach this word that is opposite of the word of righteousness or in the way of righteousness is eternal life, and there is no death in his path. In Proverbs 12 28, if you would continue teaching opposite of that, you say, He said that you by no means shall enter into the kingdom or the glory or the life of God because you are teaching opposite of a God life, glory, and kingdom is. So, therefore, and furthermore, it is for you to know what is the mystery of the kingdom of the glory of God my brothers and sisters so I want you to know that God did not give us the spirit of fear but of love and power and a sound mind and therefore I want you to know my brothers do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord and the testimony of God is found in 1 Corinthians 1 John chapter 5 verse 10 and 11 and 12 and 13 he says, and this is the testimony of God that he has given us of his son and he that chose his son has life in them but they that refuse to choose his son has no life in them because they have not chosen the son of the living God but in verse 12 and 13 he said that but this is the Testimony that God had testified to us that He has given us eternal life. In 1 John 5, verse actually, verse 13, he said, in 1 John 5, in verse 13, he said that, but these are they who know I glory right, that they have eternal life and that they may continue in eternal life. Hey, because they've been released from the power of fear, from the power of death, because fear causes torment. and I want you to know, my brother, fear is false evidence that appear real. but fear causes torment, torment causes the immune system to shut down. and then when the immune system shut down death is on the scene because it won't be long before your body collapsed because of you in fear of what God gave you fear over over. He gave us he gave us power over fear my brothers and sisters, this stuff is so heavy and so powerful to me. So I want you to understand. Let me finish reading the testimony of God that you don't be ashamed of the test. And I think when people say, "And we all have to die, and tomorrow's not promised, and we are not going to be here tomorrow or be here forever," watch this here. It says, "Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord." First of all, most people don't know what the Lord, the testimony of God is. I just gave it to you in First John. and First John. Chapter 5, verse twelve, thirteen. So when you go there and read that and you see that, you understand that you have to know what God is promising me and you. So I want you to understand that, therefore, do not be ashamed of our testimony of the Lord, nor of his prisoner as a prisoner. Don't be ashamed of what God is doing, who has saved us. He has called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, not according to my pastor, not according to your pastor, not according to your bishop, not according to your denomination, not according to your, 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 your church religion background. Huh? Not according to the doctrines and the commandments of men. Not according to what man has taught us. Not according to what my mama taught me. Not according to what my dad has taught me. Not according to our words, but according to His own purpose. So God has purpose in why He created us in His own image, in His own likeness, with the grace that was given to us in Christ. Before time began, He gave it to Christ Jesus, but Jesus didn't have the name Christ Jesus. It was really Christ the Holy Spirit. So He. Gave It was before time began into us when he gave it to us, when he breathed it in the body that was made from the dust of the ground. So before then, the body of the Holy Spirit, The body of Christ that he said, and let us make man in our own image after our own likeness, huh? He said, I'm making them so that I can do what I need to do in Genesis 1:27, huh? And God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he made a male and a female. He created him, them. So he created himself as a male and a female, but he made a male out of his son, Christ, and he made a male and a body out of the Holy Spirit, and he breathed on this body and put himself in the spirit of himself as a male and a female. So when Adam was put in a deep sleep, God was able to pull out a woman because it was God all the time before it was a man. Come on. So now, my brothers and sisters, he says that I, I'm doing all this so that you can have a sound mind. That you can have a sound mind. I'm doing this for my purpose. Huh? He gave it to him. But now watch what 2 Timothy verse, Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 10 says. But it has now been revealed by the appearing of our Lord. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life, who has abolished death and brought eternal eternal life, who has abolished death and brought immortality, who has abolished death and brought eternal life and gave us immortality through the light, through the gospel of the kingdom of God, through the gospel of Christ. So Christ has abolished death. But if you have not so learned Christ, nothing has been abolished in you. That's why you are perishing, because if the gospel is hid, or if the gospel has been veiled, it's been veiled to those who have the lack of knowledge of Christ. You have not so learned Christ, but now has been revealed by the revealing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has brought immortality, who has brought eternal life through the gospel of the glory of God, through the teaching of Christ. My brothers and sisters, I did all that just to get to this part. Now I'm about to rehash. I left off in John. I left off in John chapter 12, John chapter 20, from out of the last episode, which is episode 12. And I'm gonna rehash now and does something. Now, since the water and the blood of Jesus has been made one with the blood of Christ. Let us deal with the body of Jesus that is in the tomb with the high priest of God during these 72 hours. Let us take another look at John 20, 21 and 22. So Christ said to his disciples again, immortality to you, or peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, Christ breathed on them and he said to them receive the holy spirit now watch this here after christ has completed the ceremony of the water and the blood of jesus and the blood of himself making them become one blood from the two bloods he now have a body of jesus as the lamb of god that joseph of Amathea and nicodemus prepared before him the next thing christ had did brings us into the knowledge of the glory of God and the knowledge of the glory of Christ and we know that God has promised us eternal life and that we can live forever and not die. This next move Christ making as the high priest of God after the order of Melchizedek, is the epitome or the highest degree of God, of God's glory being manifested in us. Christ took the body of Jesus, who is the Lamb of God, and breathed the blood of himself, the flesh of himself, the bones of himself, the blood of himself that he created and made from the blood of himself and the water and the blood of Jesus. He changed into the spirit. So he changed the water in the blood of Jesus into his spirit and the blood of himself and breathed into the new body and the new blood and this new flesh and these new bones into the new body of Jesus that was taken down from the cross. Come on. But I need you to know that the blood and the body of Jesus now is not the same body that he was in when he was conceived in Mary's body. Because now God had taken the blood of Jesus and was on the ground and it cried out from out the ground and Christ went recover the blood and transformed, or he miraculously changed the water and the blood into his own blood. But the body of Christ, but the body of Jesus is still on the on the cross at the time when they pierced him in the side. And Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus came, got the body. But I want you to know this was not no longer the body that was conceived for Mary because now you have the Lamb of God as the name Jesus. But that body is God's body and no longer Jesus' body. Jesus' body is in the life of the flesh and the blood. That That is on the ground that's crying out because the life of the flesh, according to Leviticus 1711, is in the blood. And he had to use the blood of the body as an atonement on the altar. So some kind of way, Christ had to take the blood and the water of Jesus and bring it to the altar. So that's how we know in John 2, 9, that the miraculous event of the water and the wine being changed was a picture of the first miracle in the tomb with the water and the blood and Christ's blood walked. Hi, y'all got to get me out of this here. So he miraculous changed that. And now, this new bones of Christ, this new flesh of Christ, this new body of Christ is not actually new as you might suppose. It's new to us because the Spirit of God has not revealed himself to us yet. So in essence and in retrospect, Christ breathed the new blood of himself and the new body of himself and the new bones of himself and the new flesh of himself upon the new body of Jesus, who was the lamb of God, who take away the sins of the world. See, Jesus could never take away the sins of the world being the son of Mary, but the lamb that he was in as the body who was named Jesus. Jesus can take away the sins of the world because the Lamb of God was always God and only God can take away sin. And he says in, Rome, in in Hebrews chapter 8, huh? In Hebrews chapter 10, he said that I will remember your sins no more. Only God, through the blood of His Son Christ can remember the sins no more. Before we discuss the resurrection of this new body of Jesus, huh? This new body of Christ, we must see and understand that Christ breathed the breath of life into Jesus' new body and he became a living soul. Let us see where this happened before in scriptures. Now, you know where we are going, so let us go. So I finally got to the place where I was supposed to be at, where I left off in the last episode. But God is doing something, my brothers and sisters, where it's unexplainable because God is doing something so magnificent with his people. He wants us to realize there are scriptures that ties into where we are going. This would make this ministry so powerful. You would hear the message in the same way, but in another way with the same words. And God wants us to get it. Some people might get it on this word. Some people might get it on that word. But however you get it, let God get the glory from you getting it. Not me saying it because the glory don't go to me. It goes all to God. So let's go to Genesis 2-7. And most of us already know that. In Genesis chapter 2, we find out there was not a man to till the ground and the Lord God, who is Christ, had not called it to rain on the earth. So in Genesis 2, 5, and the Lord God was in, is is the Lord God who is Christ, because God is resting on the seventh day, has formed man from the dust of the ground in Genesis 2, 7. So now he has breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living soul. First thing we need to look, we need to point out is this. The scriptures tells us and teaches us in Genesis 2, 5, that there was not a man in the earth to till the ground. But in Genesis 1, and 27, God said, let us make man in our own image and in our, in our own likeness and gave them dominion over the earth. Then we see that God created man in his own image and in the image of God. But now in Genesis 2, 5, we see there was not a man formed from the earth. Yet there is a man that has been made and created in God's own image and in the image of God. Wow. So this brings me back to Genesis 2-7 because in Genesis 2-7 and Genesis one ties us and connect us directly back to John 2, John 20, 21 and 22. And the ceremony of Christ as the high priest of God was performing in the tomb with the water and the blood of Jesus and the body of Jesus and his own blood as Christ. Come on. In Genesis 2:7, we have a body that was formed from the dust of the ground. In John 19:40, we have the body of Jesus that Joseph of Amathea and Nicodemus has prepared, that was made and become flesh from the word. Now in Genesis 2:7, after Christ made, after Christ formed man from the dust of the ground, he breathed into his nostrils and man became a living soul. Now, in John 19, 39, 40, while the body of Jesus being prepared for the tomb, Christ was performing the first miracle with the water and the blood of Jesus in the tomb as the high priest. Then once the body of Jesus was put in the tomb, you now have the picture of Genesis 2, 7. I want you to know when Christ breathed the breath of life into man, In Genesis 2, 7, I want you to realize that the man that Christ breathed in, they call Adam, had life in him. But when the man, watch what it says, and the man became a living soul. First man was breathed the life into and he was able to breathe and have life in him. But when the man became a living soul, Christ breathed the body of God that he made in his own image. And in the image of God, he created on the sixth day into the body of the body that was from the dust of the ground. Now we got a body as the lamb from the dust. And we got the body as the lamb of God from the eternal head glory that's in the tomb right now. So now we see the we see the similarities of Genesis two seven and the tomb. You now have the picture of Genesis two seven, where Christ formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils and become a living soul. Now, Christ has, breathed as, Christ has breathed himself as the blood of Christ, the blood of the Holy Spirit, and the water and the blood of Jesus into the body of Jesus yeah, that Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus has prepared, but really it is the Lamb of God. Hey. So Christ has put God back into God through himself and the water and the blood of Jesus so that he can offer up his own blood. Hey, not the blood of goats and the blood of an animal, but this time the body of Jesus that is in the tomb with Christ and the Holy Spirit is not in the same form or the same flesh as the body that that Christ formed from the dust of the ground. Why? Because the body from the dust of the ground was formed from the earth. But the body of Jesus was conceived through the Holy Spirit as the word of God. Hey, come on. Huh? How we know this? Because Scripture teaches us that in 1 Corinthians 45, 45, it says, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. And the last man, Adam, who is Christ, is in the body of Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. Now, the natural comes first, and then the spirit, glory. So, the natural body comes first, then the spiritual, a life-giving spirit. Now, we see the first Adam came from the earth, and the second man, Adam, came from the eternal spirit of God. JUST LIKE CHRIST Huh? Or the Lord God had to breathe upon and into his nostrils who he formed, who he formed from the dust of the ground in Genesis 2:7. Christ now, as the high priest of God, after the order of Melchizedek, had to breathe into the nostrils of the body or the Lamb of God while they were in the tomb during the ceremony of the 72 hours before Christ rose from the dead in the body of Jesus, but now, hey, you got to watch out, but now, but now is in the power of God. Come on. Now, both of these bodies, the body of the Lord God or Christ had formed from the dust of the ground and the body of Jesus that was laid in the tomb after being taken down and prepared from the cross. I want you to see something. Let's see what happened, huh? Let's see what happened when he breathed into these bodies and to, to make them a living soul and a life-giving spirit. In Genesis 1, 27, when God made a man in his own image according to our life, this was when God made the body, the flesh, the bones, and the blood of his two sons, Christ, and as the Word and the Holy Spirit in his own image according to his likeness, from out of Genesis 1, 1, or from out of the heavens and the earth, which is the celestial bodies and the terrestrial bodies. We see in 1 Corinthians 15, 40, it says we find out that all flesh is not the same flesh. In Genesis 1, God took his spirit, his flesh, his bones, his body, and his blood and breathed into him the body of Christ and the Holy Spirit as one body that he created and made without hands on the sixth day of creation. And from out of this one body as being God, a man is able to provide or produce a male and a female through the power of the spirit of God that is birthed into the image and the likeness of God's own image. And God's own likeness After God made this body of himself As a male and a female That he put into the two bodies And the two bloods of his sons Christ and the Holy Spirit Christ being the high priest of God After the order of each Or the Lord God we find in Genesis 2-7 Breathing to the nostrils of man And the man became a living soul Why did the man become a living soul? Because when Christ breathed into his nostrils The man was considered a living being but when Christ breathed the body of God that he created and made from out of his own image and the, his own likeness and in the image of God, who is the Father, the Word, who is Christ and the Holy Spirit, that are one in 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, that bear witness in heaven, this is the body that Christ as the Lord God breathed into man nostrils and the man became a living soul or a life-giving spirit. Remember that God rested on the seventh day, and the man that the Lord God, or who is Christ, formed from the dust of the ground, was formed on the seventh day while God was resting. Now we see and have the knowledge of the seventh day, or the first day of the week. Now in conclusion of this sermonic presentation let us Go to the book of John where all of This happened on the seventh Day while God was resting Or when all this happened on the First day of the week which is really The seventh day according to the Jewish calendar amen Now I can finally explain About the encounter of the First woman Christ ordained And first woman he sent To preach the first gospel of Christ and God to his disciples, who, by the way, the majority of them were men. Huh? You go on, Mary Magdalene, with your bad self. You just go ahead on, girl. You preach in season and you preach out of season. And let no man or no woman, for that matter, stop you from preaching and teaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, which brought us into more immortality and brought internal life through his Glory! He abolished death. She went talk to them. She went preach to them the first gospel of Christ how he abolished death and brought immortality and brought eternal life to Peter and to John and to Matthew and to Luke and to the disciples to Mary his mother and to Joseph. All those disciples who was in the upper room waiting for him. He said look what I got to tell you, I want you to know, hey, glory, that he got up. Mary Magdalene got up early and went to the tomb. And to her surprise, the door to the tomb has been taken down. I've been explaining in common. This is the account found in John chapter 20 on the first day of the week or the seventh day while God is resting, okay? She came back and To tell Peter and the rest of the disciples, they jumped up and, huh? They jumped up, Peter and John, and ran to the tomb. To their surprise, it was still empty. But they went in and found Jesus' clothes and linen and his handkerchief folded in separate places. Peter left and were just astonished, but John left the tomb and believed in the eternal glory and the eternal promises that God had promised us eternal life. This is that same John Not the John the Baptist Because he's already dead Because he was beheaded But this John Who Christ called his beloved son Is the John who wrote the book of John The first John The second John And the third John Who explained to us the book of Revelation And explained to us that God Has promised us eternal life And we can live forever and not die In John chapter 6 Now like our mothers and our fathers Them who are dead because of the uh, because of their unbelief this is the john who is we find in the book of john chapter 21 21 through 23 chapter 21 verse 21 through 23 where christ has was telling us and telling his disciples uh, about john who is this to you what is it to you If I want John to remain until I come again. See, this should open your mind to the power of God. What is it to you if God won't? Pastor D to remain until, what is it to you if God wants you to remain until, what is it to them if God wants you, see, you're afraid to tell people because you want to be equally yoked with death and say to tomorrow's not promised and we all have to die and we are not going to be here forever. What is it to you if the spiritual curse ministry is out your teaching the word of truth is against the word of, what is it to you? If God wants to use a ministry to tell a truth about the gospel, that we've been released from death, that we've been in bondage all our lifetime for 2,000 plus years, what is it to you? Huh? Why do you get mad when somebody says they can live forever and not die? And you're yeah, in the book of Genesis, huh? You find out in chapter 5, there was 900 and something years. Enoch was 365 years, but for 300 of them, he walked with God. Every day. And God took him. What if you just take one day at a time and not try to get to 365 until you get there and just take one day at a time? And walk with God. You can't walk with God and the devil too. You can't tell God tomorrow is not promised. When God said, I have promised you eternal life, y'all ain't equally y'all. yo. you can not tell God and talk to God. God don't want to talk to you. I know I'm going to get in some trouble saying that. God don't want to hear that because God want to hear his glory. God want me and you to feed him his image. God want me and you to feed him his likeness. God want me and you to feed him as his son. God want me and you to feed him as his daughter and his image in and the, and the spirit and the similitude of Christ and the Holy Spirit. You need to get out of here What we ain't gonna be here, we are not here, we going we ain't going to be here forever and tomorrow's not promised. Maybe not to you, Joker. Huh? Give your kids a chance, your grandkids, even those in Egypt, even those who was out of Egypt was bragging to go back where they was at so you are no different than them every time you mention tomorrow's not promised. All they were saying, man, we could have stayed where we was in bondage all our lifetime. Huh? Moses says, Lord, I'm so sick of these stiff-necked people. Come on. Christ says, In John chapter, John 21, verse 23, he says, What is it to you if I want him to remain until I come again for my church, for my body? What is it to you? Hmm? See? John who gives us the account This John is the one who gives us the account Of the blood of Christ And the bones of Christ The bread of Christ The bread of God This is this John who teaches us That Christ came through the doors That were shut on the seventh day And on the first day of the week This is the John who teaches us About the title of the message As the Father has sent me I send you But this is John who teaches us About the message The ceremony In the new Testament. Part two. This is the John who teaches us about the message, the promises of our Father, the bodies that came through the doors that were shut. This is the John, ah, glory, that teaches us. And now, when John saw and observed the tomb, now I'm back in John chapter John 20. Hmm. When he was talking to Mary Magdalene, when Mary Mary Magdalene went there and she was talking to him. Now, when John saw and observed the tomb, but him and Peter ran there together, remember? So I'm catching you up. When Peter went there, he saw everything folded, the handkerchief in one place, the clothing in another, folded in another place. He was just astonished, and he went home. But the scripture says that John, who he said that, what is it to you to remain? He believed. What if we start believing God's word, at God's word, and not the word that God that man says about God's word, which is error? Now when John saw and observed the tomb, he believed in eternal life immediately, effectively. Come on. Hey, John believe immediately effect, What if you just change Your way of thinking immediately Effectively right now come on That's amazing about John huh? But to tell you the truth And God is my witness the first Day I heard the message that I could Live forever and not die in this Body of flesh I am living in I also believe immediately And effectively only God Can speak this here and the exact Date is July 24 2007 through the teaching of of Edward, Travis Lewis, God sent that young man to me to bring me into the knowledge of God and break down the middle walls of separation and ever since that day I never stopped believing in eternal life that my father who is God promised me through the teaching of Christ I never stopped believing because I start searching the scriptures to believe and know and think that I have eternal life now that I know and ha- that I have eternal life and I will continue To walk in it. So John believed, and Peter went back to his home. But Mary Magdalene stood outside and finally decided to look in, and two angels who was Moses and Elijah talked with her. She demanded them to see the to see the body of Christ. What if we demanded to see the power of God and the power of Christ's resurrection? She demanded to see the power of God res- resurrection. To them, she, she, she demanded to see the body of Christ. In other words, she demanded to see the power of God. The, where is the body of Christ? Then Christ recognized a woman, huh? A, a, a woman boldness and a woman desire, who was Mary Magdalene, and he appeared to her and said with a loud voice, Mary, and the reminds me of the teaching of Christ in John 10, 27, 20, My sheep hear my voice and follows me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. So Christ said with a loud voice, Mary Magdalene, she said. Rabbona, which means teacher, and then the next verse in John twenty seventeen is the picture of Hebrews 9, nine verse eleven and twelve. But Christ came as the high priest from the from 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 a body or. Tabernacle or temple or the house of God made without hands that is not of this creation not with the blood of goats and the blood of a calf but with His own blood He entered into the most holy place once for all to obtain eternal redemption which is found in in Romans chapter eight the redemptions of our body head glory verse twenty three for all to obtain the eternal redemption and here. So in here in John 20:17 Christ has to protect the water and the blood of Jesus that he has changed during the ceremony as the high priest of God as in the art of the altar of Melchizedek in the tomb before being raised from the dead Christ has to protect the blood and the water of Jesus why because Christ has a miraculous he has miraculously has changed the water and the blood of Jesus into the spirit and the blood of himself and he did when he changed the according to why in John chapter 2, verse 9. So here we in, here in John 27, Christ says to Mary with a loud voice. Do not claim to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my disciples and preach and teach the gospel of Christ and say to them that I saw Christ, that Christ has to go to our Father and our God to our Father and to our God and to present to God our Father as the high priest of the house of God after the order of Melchizedek his own blood that he has changed into the blood Of God, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Christ, he had to present it as the Lamb of God. So the body he's in is God's, and the blood he has is his own, but he changed Christ, Jesus, and water and blood into his blood, so now it is his own blood. So he's presenting his own blood, but it includes the blood and the water of Jesus that bear witness and agree with one another. And the blood and the water of Jesus agree with the spirit of truth who is Christ, who is actually presenting the blood to God. Come on. These are the two bloods that he made one. Now in Ephesians, from both bloods that is the blood of himself and the blood of Jesus that he recovered at the foot of the cross that he heard crying out and speaking with a loud voice from the tomb. In Ephesians 2.13, Christ took the blood of himself and the blood of Jesus and made both bloods one blood to create in himself one new man from the two bloods that that he could present to God at his own blood after after he reconciled both bloods to God in one body. He presented it. Come on. This is what Christ explains to Mary Magdalene to go preach and teach his disciples in John twenty seventeen. My brothers, I'm going to stop right there because I'm right at where I need to be at. And we're going to do the conclusion. Amen. My brother, this message is so powerful. We're just going to continue where we left off in the next episode. But I want you to know that we're going to continue. We're almost there. I got like one one more episode to go to put it in conclusion. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We ask that you reach our hotline at 678-764-764. 1614 678 764 1614. Or you can reach us at email, email us at P A S T O R D W at yahoo.com. That's P A S T O R D W at yahoo.com. We just want to thank God for what he's doing in the ministry. We're going to pick up where we left off about the blood, where he has to present it. And Mary Madeline could not touch him. So I'm going to pick up from there and we're going to make the conclusion out of that. Because the fact of the matter, you have to see the ending of what we began. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, may God continue to bless you and your family forever and that you continue to pray for our spiritual leaders all over this world. And we've got a book that is online. Don't forget that you can go on Amazon.com. You can go on the Barnes and Nova or Books of Million, any one of those entities where you can purchase a book. And it's the promise of our Father and who has believed in our report. It ties into the message that we are performing or we are speaking in your hearing now. So my brothers, get the book so you can have some study reference. There's a lot of powerful information, a lot of powerful knowledge of God about the the blood of Jesus, the blood of God, the blood of Christ, all in the book. The promise of our Father actually explains a lot of things about the bread of God, the life of God, the bread of Christ. It also explains that being baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, my brothers and sisters, without further ado, get the book and listen to these podcasts. Pass it along. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. May God continue to bless you and your family forever. We love you and continue to pray for us, and we'll continue to pray for you. God bless you forever and your family. Amen.